0: it's the uh, 27th of November, 2008, and here we are again, uh, our anthem group. So, my name is Peter Arday, I'll be chairing the event today, and can I introduce the people present?
1: So, my name is Uifa, and uh, I'm uh, from the ISIG group, doing my PhD,
2: first year. And I'm Alexif, also from uh, ISIG, second year PhD student.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, In the last session, we were running slightly behind schedule in the sense that we didn't manage to uh, delve into the start of part two of um, reassembling the social. So maybe you just quickly discuss what is actually happening here. And then try to go as far as we can in movement, the first movement and the second movement that Latour speaks about. So just to recap, we are halfway through the book. We have discussed the five sources of uncertainty which ended up with the issue of how you construct an ANT account and then there is the entertaining little interlude dialogue with the LSE student um, in the middle and now we are on going on to part two and so I would just like to point out that this seems to be this structure seems to be quite uh, deliberate and intentional. So, so on the first hand, there are these five deconstructions going on, so to speak, or dislocations, or uh, dissembling, picking things apart. And now part two seems to be about putting things back together or constructing uh, things. So trying to say how to trace Social associations. How to do ant sort of type of sociology? Okay, so. So
1: the second part is more about the concrete proposition that Latour is actually uh, defending in his book.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And an example of uh, how to assemble, or, or is a sociology so should be about assembling. Yeah. or politics even should be and and I guess he's also making this point linking this to his conclusion about how to do politics being assembly of assembling the body politic or assembling the the social
1: yeah I mean I I find it a little bit uh, hard uh, to say when uh, critics stop and when the construct of work starts with that work, because I mean even in the second part in, the way, in a way is repeating this attack against the uh, traditional sociology and, uh, and uh, at some point it becomes like just repeating itself and uh, uh, and uh, really I mean <laughs> I, I don't know if we can talk about uh, I mean Constructive contribution to sociology. In I don't know. This is my impression now. I mean, the more I'm going through, uh, I have really to look um, in all the details of this sentence. What is new exactly? what is trying to add uh, to what he already said. I mean all the critics he already assembled which are relevant I'm not uh, saying the contrary but uh, I mean what's this contribution that may help
0: I mean my my sense of it is that well this second part I mean, he's talking about these three movements right so I mean he's making one point in the first half of the book saying first of all uh you know, the, here are these uncertainties or the, sorry, these controversies, and you have to keep these in mind or deploy them almost. So don't fall into these traps. He kind, kind of identifies all these dualisms. So now the second part seems to be about how to do it, how you actually uh, carry out the tracing of the social according to the A and T way. And so the first move. Is about well. The whole thing is, it says how to keep the social flat. So how to yeah. how to conduct uh, um, a sociology that does not already have a particular idea of social structures in mind. But he's also um, quite 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 strict or, or quite specifically, he says that this is about um, well dealing with the agency structure problem. Or the agency system problem. So, how do you get away from that issue of that whole big problem of you know, well, what is uh, what is the agent and what is the system and the structure? And so, this seems to be an exercise in showing how do you go about how do you do actor network theory?
1: Yeah, I I I, I understand. I mean, uh, uh, the way he puts the agenda but I'm looking for maybe complete uh, kind of uh, tips or kind of uh, insights you will give actually for a junior, maybe research students like me to, uh, uh, I mean, uh, to uh, conduct their way through this jungle. <laughs> not, yeah, I mean. I have the impression that his i mean his style even is becoming more and more rhetoric and and less and less i mean uh, food I will say uh, concrete things that may help so I don't know what's the, the point. I'm not saying that
0: but uh, i mean i have, I can relate to your experience because I think the first one or two times that I read but the first time when I read this book I completely lost the second half I mean I just didn't understand what was going on in the what was the second part about Uh, and didn't even read it properly and when I read the second time I still I don't think I've I had the same kind of issues like what does this actually mean I think that now that I'm reading it maybe for the third time or the fourth time I actually I started to see some of these practical implications although he does not spell it out but just to give you a concrete answer then uh, I mean the first move is about it says localizing the global, yeah. right? So he's talking about this whole issue of interaction because um, I guess you get two approaches that either you are told that, okay, let's learn, study the situated interaction stuff. So, so, so there is, a, uh, so there is one, and one particular advice from some parts of sociology saying, well, we need to go back to the situated stuff right? But well, he says that's not good because, well, clearly some aspects of even the situated arrangements are global or originating somewhere else. So then the other, the other extreme is then go to, I don't know, institutional theory or, or something like that or start looking at it from completely from <coughs> the perspective of the global and you end up in the other. Yeah. Or you end up in structuration theory and, you know, like a,
2: um, I think... Back and here, forth. Uh, this is... Um, Criticism is is a kind of helpful way of sensitizing us to kind of precisely how global is localized and how local becomes uh, global. Sure, yeah. But the mistake and uh, kind of they, he's kind of when it is little bit uh, on the other hand, it's big, big, little bit becoming I think through Latour is constructing uh, constructing a straw man is then kind of knocking down of traditional sociology because and and for kind of uh, and on the other hand, he seems to, between the lines, to some degree agree that there is sort of a, this division of labor because he puts even, uh, he gives a, quite a kind of in a sort of appreciative comment of Durkheim at some point, which is one of the worst ones of the. Of traditional sociologist, but and, and kind of behind that might be the latter about ontology. He, he conflates epistemology and ontology. So basically, what there is and how we know about that. And actually, uh, of course, there is a lot of uh, bad research and kind of bad sociology out there, where people may actually end up thinking that if I look well through the. Structuration theory or uh, theory of social systems, the social systems are really there they are kind of real things. this kind of ont ontologi- ontologization of these theories, but actually, I think quite many sociologists are pretty aware that these are just ways of way of they, they are not out there, but they are they are kind of more or less kind of fruitful ways of looking at the uh world and you can understand some things of the world by looking them through this kind of concepts, but the world is not, not those concepts. So here, I don't have any answer to that question, but I think here uh, one thing behind, kind of, or kind of why Latour is kind of so vigorous in his criticism is that he really conflates, he puts together ontology and epistemology. He just called uh, action network theory, sometimes, or actually… Antology. Yeah, an actor horizon ontology. Yeah, but I mean, you could, you know,
0: argue that that uh, kind of trend was started by Heidegger that, you know, questioned whether it makes sense to have a separate epistemology as a kind of a theory, and then you have a separate ontology as a theory, and then, you know, trying to link the two, you know, so, um, but I guess I pick up on your point that maybe what is difficult here, that he is really actually doing some new, new kind of metaphysics, or, or philosophy here. So while we are looking desperately for some kind of also concrete points of help as you know how to do my how to, <laughs> how to write my methodology part for my dissertation if I'm doing actually the quote theory I mean, you know so, so, so I completely sort of take your point that I mean he, he, he seems to be doing both he's trying to give some concrete advice but at the same time he's actually making a major uh, sort of philosophical point of course, building up towards the end with the plasma and all that stuff.
1: Actually, I think you you hit the point here, because I'm not against Latour's agenda, as I mean in the whole perspective uh, of sociology, but, for example, I like it more uh, Pandora's Hope, because I had the impression that he put the hands in the dough, in a way, and and started uh, modeling. Uh, what he wants people to understand or to, to, to take at the end of the day from what he's saying so this is more actually more um, related to what I'm doing and so I can understand and here it's it such I mean at the, it's this postmodernist agenda that at some point you cannot disentangle the new metaphysics from what he's criticizing and uh, I mean everything you can define everything with which uh, it's not so here he starts saying uh, the sociology of uh, um, association is not this, is not that, is not this. And at the end you know what is not, but you don't know what it is. Uh, this is actually my... And I don't know if it's just a question of jargon, of words that we should not, that should be taboo, that we should not use, like this global context thing, but how to do it? actually? Um, Right in the mm-hmm. middle of a global-local
2: yes. study, it and I don't a, know yeah, how just, to. You know, we well, hit the point in a sense that, uh, yeah, in his in previous writings, Latour has called that negative like, theory as a negative theory. It's he said that it's not theory of uh, how you should do things and what there is, but kind of uh, more likely how you shouldn't do things. And now this kind of second part is kind of sort of attempt to kind of draw, do some kind of positive theory, you know, not in a value judgment but kind of way of kind of telling what there is and how to go about in studying it. And obviously it's kind of kind of construction is always more difficult than deconstruction. Mm-hmm. So in that sense this kind of comes a little bit it may true in this part. But 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 I also think he's
0: warning against some major reactions that we everyone has in instantly wanting to create some structures and use them. You know, as he says, I mean, he said it Merlin's Castle or something pops out of the lake. You know, that we we have this tendency of thinking in some sort of three-dimensional, pyramid-shaped structures or something like that, you know, so almost he... And, and I mean, while I was reading this, I had this really strong sense, because he's criticizing, at one point, he says methodology or Garfinkel was too phenomenological, right? And and it's interesting because, yes, if you look at a lot of the social. Oh, yeah, he said at one point he said too much to local, the wealth of the local. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, he said that you know it's uh, is too uh, phenomenological, and, and and that's a very interesting point because uh, there is this issue that the way phenomenology or even you know a lot of the ideas of Heidegger. Have not really been taken on board kind of fully, and a lot of people are criticizing that. You know, once you go through whatever shoots and know, a few other people who were involved in this whole social constructionist um, um, idea of that kind of phenomenology, they kind of departed from some of the original insights of Heidegger and kind of. You know, eventually, phenomenology ended up being kind of a, some kind of a psychology type t- 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 of science, you know, and uh, in a lot of disciplines. So it's justified to criticize that mm. in a way. That's why this strikes me as more true to some of the original impulses of you know, Heidegger. That's why I've been, I think, fascinated by this stuff. But uh, I think he's also just... Well, he really seems to be suggesting that, well, to do your work, you've... Oh, oh sorry, just to get back to your point on negative theory. And a lot of his work in 2007 that I've seen was some... He, he, he got, comes back to that point, and he says that actual network theory has been black and white until now, and that it's time to start to color things in or create a colored mm-hmm. version of the theory, which was in you know some of his speeches recently, and apparently uh, it was in his Serisi manuscript as well. Yeah. So so he he is now starting to suggest that maybe we need a positive theory but almost like we have not come to that stage yet in the actor network theory evolution <laughs> so yeah, to speak yeah because I would uh, love
1: to do so but tell me how actually but, but, give yeah, me the, the
0: yeah. but, but I think,
1: fun, eh? I
0: think there, there will still be this issue that that is still probably would not want it to become the traditional major type of i of theory on the shelf kind of thing and you know turn it into an intermediary So I don't know. It still seems to be the suggestion that, I mean, as you are following the actors and trying to assemble an account and all of this, that you are actually conducting philosophy as well at the same time. You are figuring it out yourself. Yeah, I mean, my
1: my very subjective and limited experience trying to make sense of these concepts when I am using them is that I cannot use them as they come and in a very rough way as they are in his work. I I mean, the only thing I can go through uh, what he's saying is with combining with other more, I would say, operational concepts. This is the only way I found it i mean uh, inter- i mean uh, feasible i 'm talking about feasibility it's not uh, to, to, to i mean to adopt this logic, but then you have all these problems of incompatibility because i mean i don 't want also to go i mean in this kind of studies who will mix everything with with uh, everything you know yeah. and uh, an actor network i mean latour 's uh, work and agenda is so uh, uh, specific in the sense that it has metaphysics very um, uh, specific to it, to its raison So you cannot just mix and what's it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe
2: that's um, it's interesting. Uh, I've heard this also before that they maybe try to solve positive theory. Uh, whether that's uh, going to succeed or not, that's of course. Another question, or whether they may uh, end up inventing the traditional sociology again—that's another possible outcome. But to me, what kind of comes through is interesting that uh, it's sort of when it was just the value of Latour's writing. Writing, to me, has been that it kind of—it's a very, uh, posit- It kind of generates uh, thinking. It forces you to think from things from a little bit different perspective, both in terms of empirical research and obviously kind of what Harman is saying, kind of from a very philosophical point of view, and uh, that's obviously not a small achievement to kind of be able to write sort of stuff that can be kind of, can contribute and kind of make just such a kind of uh, different discussions and on such a different levels, although he wouldn't say them, call them levels, but kind of both for empirical work and for philosophy. Usually it's that the philosophers talk between themselves. And the empirical yeah. researchers don't really give a damn about that. Yeah. Those yeah.
0: But I think even I think there's an expectation even, I mean if you just think of the presentations that we saw today, you know, that it's not good enough if you just take a theory off the shelf, and then go conduct some empirical research and then use that theory to analyze that and they say, well that's not good enough for a PhD. You are expected to make a contribution to the theory itself, so and when you are doing that, you are engaged in this metaphysics business. I mean, if you are so, so if you just take I don't know, as I say, institutional theory off the shelf and yeah, hey. you know, then well, what's the point? In a way, the whole issue is to build, develop those further. It's not like those are ready-made and static and you know, you, should, uh, you know. But uh, maybe I have one proposition to see because. Just, because I would, just yeah. a final point, mm-hmm. Peter.
1: Because, I mean, I found it striking that, that sometimes, I mean, he just is... I have the impression that he's just playing with our nerves. <laughs> because, I mean, you, you have these sentences saying, for example, yeah... Uh, um, you should have like chains, but not full with intermediaries, but with mediators. Okay, mm-hmm. I would agree. I mean, this is beautiful. But at the same time, he will tell you in another passage, in another sentence, that we need science and uh, everything starts from a, a, an original representation. So you need to black box something. You need to have intermedi intermediaries They are as important as mediators. You cannot have only mediators. I mean, uh, uh, I'm not talking about. Uh, I'm talking uh, uh, about very. I mean, time-limited research studies. I'm not talking of uh, a life-lasting project. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm I mean, not I only med- mediators in a chain of uh, research. You cannot.
0: Well, I think the issue of you are raising of the, you know, mediators, intermediaries. I mean, that's so central to it, and I, I think that's you know, such a big, big issue. Um, I, mean, I mean, let's. Um, I'm just uh, I was just wondering if we take you know one specific example from from the book or i mean actually all these chapters that I've seen so far in the second bit he seems to be he tries to drive home one particular point okay. and then I was wondering if we can revisit your question from 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 that discussion okay. just because otherwise we, we might avoid this altogether okay. but well, this is what I thought, what I suggested as pro- for the proposition, or as a summary, maybe. I mean, to me, what he seems to suggest by creating this flatness, so that you create this flat world where you know there's no local and there's no global. What do you have now? Well, he says there are these tubes, or the circulation, anyway, or networks, whatever you want to call it, and through which things circulate right Um, and uh, he and then apparently there are these centers of calculation or you could or he proposes the word oligopticon as where some of these tubes meet or connect or some of this activity is um, you know meeting up and so and those are what he calls uh, mediators as well so if the shape of mediator um, or, or, or is, is, and then he calls it actually star-like shape right and he actually calls it a star-like shape and one example he gives is the trading room in the um, investment banks right so which are often referred to as these global centers of power you know or the financial markets or whatever, and other sort of big, you know, figurations. And so it's about you, when you actually go there, what do you see? Uh, well, it's a room with a high concentration of these associations or these things coming in going out, right? And, uh, and, uh, and so it's a monogonic one. It says because while in the past we thought that maybe they sit in the castle and they see everything and they control the financial markets, instead what you have is a bunch of people in a room and he even says that they are quite vulnerable. So they've got actually a very narrow view of the world, only look at Bloomberg machine there and Reuters data and a few phone phone lines, you know. And I used to work there, you know, what he says about vulnerability of that is quite true because remember when the I love you virus hit in the year 2000, I was there and I saw (coughs) the entire trading floor Completely grinding to a halt, you know. So the great center, the great power, or the heart of capitalism or whatever collapsed that afternoon. <coughs> For After two days, we were actually not doing any work because. So, 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 so anyway, so he said, "How do you study this then, that you don't jump from, yeah, from, you know, or, or don't? Uh, well, look, look at it as a, as this um, sort of star-shaped." Um, place where, where something is going on or some kind of a gathering happening as, a, as an institution so anyway that was my initial spiel but he says suggests that practically everything is like that whether yeah, it's a doctor's said, office or, or, or your actually, home
1: yeah, he said it actually nicely and with a lot of humor I mean uh, just follow the trail, uh, trails uh, myopically uh, page 176 uh, and you have accepted to be and you will remain I, I, we know all this stuff I mean it's not the question that we are not aware of the importance of having good quality research but I think what we need is a, I don't know uh, is maybe
0: uh, okay, well, I don't know well, let's read a quote then, page 177 at the bottom it says um, what was what was true at the end of part one of the sociologist's written account is true of all the other structure makers as well so all of them are launching tiny bridges to overcome the gaps created by disparate frames of reference Uh, I'm not sure if it's the right thing that I wanted to point out I mean just this idea of uh well, where does he say that actually? Sorry, I mean he, he is suggesting vehicles that carry um, documents. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's in page one
1: Having reached this point. Don't try to be intelligent. Don't jump. Don't switch vehicles. Is it this one you are
0: looking for? Uh, I, don't no. I just wrote it here. Well, it just talks about this star-like shape with a center surrounded okay. by many radiating lines of sort of tiny conduits leading to and fro, and. Uh, just, oh, oh it's, it's, sorry, it's the last but one um, uh, quote. Okay. The answer provided by fieldwork will bring attention back to the local site and redescribe them as some disheveled areas of connections to which vehicles carrying types of documents, inscriptions, and materials are traveling via some sort of conduit. Yeah. So what I'm trying to get at is just this idea that, I mean, in my mind's eye, I mean, what I see is, I don't know, like the the film Brazil, that you know there's there are tubes and documents travel, you know, inside the tubes and kind of what you know what's what seems to be happening or or this uh, notion of you know translation or whatever that that there are things that carry some messages that change and then make things do things and <laughs> it's kind of an ongoing. Um, sort of traffic of stuff going around, all the actors going around. So I mean, it's pretty abstract, but um, um, I guess what it's suggesting. So okay, you're going to do your empirical research. So what are you looking for? I guess you're trying to identify what are these vehicles and what are, what is moving and what is carrying action. Information. I mean, he actually calls it information. Mm.
1: But it would be also a poor any study, a study that will start, for example, by identifying the actors and listing them, because it's, I mean, as if you are trying to be deterministic.
0: It doesn't say anywhere, though, that, I um, mean, it doesn't say list all the actors and identify them. So,
1: I'm asking the question, is it one way of of doing it just to start with a list of actors, trying for example to who are the actors involved in this thing and and then what what is the granularity yeah, well, of I the selection i mean yeah and it's true that you have big actors and small actors i mean uh, into which extent are you going to uh, how to say uh, Divide these these big or macro actors into small pieces into. Uh, Things is, is
0: you have to discover the actors. So, well, you have an interest in doing in studying something. Yeah. So there is something that initially draws you into the study. You
1: start with it.
0: Yeah. So you go um, into the field, so to speak, whatever you want to study. So his, for one, I mean, it seems to suggest to me to kind of try to do a anthropological or I don't know, ethnographic type of thing that you go out and rather than trying to determine in advance who the actors are, I mean, you have some idea, but you get drawn in in the middle of the things. You want to study, I don't know, banks or whatever whatever you want, you go in first and then try to see what's going on. So I guess you need an initial uh, flexibility to not determine who the actors are. And then you follow the actor and the action and I guess what you are looking after is this moment of translation, moments where things make other things
2: do things and things transform in the process. This is in a sense very kind of a good lesson and can be used, but actually uh, the criticism I guess uh, sociology and context doesn't uh, go, kind of, once again it seems that it applies to bad sociology, because in sociology if you won't, if you go and see a, look at training room, you won't explain What's happening there by applying to capitalism? That's bad sociology. You yeah. can't can kind of you can't explain any particular instance by kind it's of like by saying that there is this macro actor there. Yeah. Well, that, so that, that, it doesn't work like that. It works like that. Uh, you see <clears throat> that if there are patterns in these micro instances that don't kind of that emerge, so that they they are not kind of obviously. Uh, Kind of explained by some local circumstances. Like a very good example is Durkheim's study on suicide. If you go and kind of, he, he, what he did was that he uh, looked at the suicide statistics across different nations, and for some reason, the uh, the kind of the statistics that the different nations do uh, kind of constantly over the years. Of different amount of suicides, the relative amount of suicides is different. And you, this kind of information uh, you can't bloody find by starting kind of look, tracing the actors on the mm, kind of micro level. And I think it's a kind of mistake to say that this is kind of, uh, kind of I think that's interesting information. And it's kind of, uh, but you don't, but the thing is that you don't, even Durkheim didn't say that you could explain one uh, particular suicide. Why did I kill myself? by referring to this kind of uh, cultural thing but you explain the cultural things by referring so societal things by referring to other societal things so in that sense uh, uh, he's building sort of straw man of, out of sociology I would say because how, how, kind of, uh, how would you see that kind of thing so kind of basically Many things in demographics, they have a lot of interesting stuff there that you really can't kind of understand if you go there and stare at the actors. How do you explain the changes in in, in uh, birth rates by looking at people having sex? And yeah, still at pattern? the moment you need a black box anyway, <laughs> you need to yes. use. So in that sense, this is a good critique, I think, against bad sociology, which there is a lot, a yeah. lot out of there, and it's also a kind of interesting way of kind of pointing out how to uh, look at things differently. And obviously, and even the third thing, I think, to some extent, holds that because the world is changing, we need to kind of sensitize ourselves to kind of new ways of of thinking, kind of seeing it
0: well I mean you pointed um, at, to, to sort of the heart of the issue I think because the, really the main question is you know how do you come up with an explanation I mean how do you come up with uh, a causality you know and, uh, what sort of causality do you use in um, social sciences I mean that's what seems to be at the heart of it here and in a way what it seems to be saying is that basically really the only way to to, to explain that or, or, or the way you do that is definitely not a priori kind of deciding about anything really but construct that account of describe all the various associations because if causality is already distributed in many different ways so there's this one problem that action is overtaken it's constantly uh, can be so many different actor networks affecting one particular event that you don't know which one was the cause or that cause could have been passed on through a whole series of translations or through a whole series of actors. So you never know, uh, or impossible to know, but you still need some sort of a, but then also you don't want to take away the power of each individual actor. So a mediator is supposed to be unpredictable and in a way somebody does the action, so I mean if you go and you know somebody goes and kills someone I mean clearly even if that was a distributed action but that person kills someone so uh, there's no taking away from that actor that that independence uh, Mm -hmm. to some extent so so really it seems it it just seems to suggest that before you jump anywhere to draw this causality that that, almost that causality somehow is supposed to causal explanation if we can call that emerges as the account itself or something like that at the end <laughs> or as almost like an end result I don't know I'm just kind of you know uh, trying to make sense of it here but that's what it seems to suggest you know or, or it's about tracing associations and you know, categorizing them coloring them in somehow um. yeah
1: so I have a question actually and I don't know if Latour brings an answer to it. The question of identity for example or sense making doesn't have any kind of I mean Latourian understanding of sense making or or uh, identity construction
2: Well I think that sorry you want to he doesn't use those terms so it's interesting we can get something out of it. Well, I, I think that
0: the identity construction, I think half of the book is about that. You know, the the thing that, that the the first source of uncertainty is what is called, you know, the whole whole thing is that identity is an effect, not uh, something that existed. Before. I agree, but, so it's, uh, but yeah. his whole work is against this uh, human agency. Yeah. And sense
1: making. And identity construction is per default human-centered well, kind of approach and rationalization. So, unless you say that the actor, I mean the actor, and I will take the example of a table, is able to make sense of things, I don't see what. Uh,
0: no, I think you're. Uh, well, I think you are going back then to the. You know, sort of the very beginning of the process if you accept that as a premise I mean he tackles that right at the beginning you know so says there's no point because that sense making and I mean if you say that well it's the, the human uh, if you go back to that problem of how do the humans or, or we need the humans to conceptualize the world or whatever you go back to the whole problem of you know the subject-object divide and um, phenomenology and all that yeah I agree but, I'm sorry but I mean yes
1: it stays a problem
0: also. Well, I mean, he actually addresses that in this chapter because he does uh, where he specifically um, mentions uh, distributed cognition. So let me just find that for you. Page 200. And he is saying, and actually, uh, really, this, uh, the rest of the chapter... Which I read before, so I mean I remember that he talks about this. This whole issue of competence. So actually, it's a good question. Thanks for raising this, because he does spend almost half of this chapter focusing on the individual. In fact, so what does he say? Uh, I think it starts on page 199, 199 and at on the top of the page two hundred, it says, you know, the ego is should not be left untouched, right? So he says, if you think... So before that, so he says, you know, if you're ready to accept that even though abstractions like structure, context, and society should be criticized, the ego is to be left untouched. This is his answer to your question. No, you should not consider the ego to be untouched. And you go to the bottom of that page, and he says that, and in, and in 267, he refers to this whole area of distributed cognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hutchins' work, you know, and I've read some of this stuff, and it, really the point is cognition does not happen within the skull, so to speak, so that when you are carrying out a cognitive task, already a whole range of intellectual technologies are enabling you to do that, you know. So, so, so this whole idea or, or this whole problematic of you know I, I don't think that Latour is anywhere that human beings are uh, I don't know that a chair is more important than a human being or anything okay. like that you know okay. but, but but I think that uh, the but issue is more I mean the
1: issue for me at, at the end when I would like to use it and operationalize it I will find that I mean all my actors in a way or another are human even though I I, I can make uh, 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 I mean uh, institutions talk objects talk technology talk I mean even though you can give them a role a contribution to the story it stays I mean
2: that you delegate
1: in a way uh, a human voice
2: to voice their that um, doesn't emerge from here I think um, I can accept that uh, if we look at action what is acting here or there and now I mean very in a very narrow sense that we don't Talk about moral or what there is, but simply what is acting in some particular setting, who or what, are, what are the entities that are acting there. It's possible to kind of, uh, kind of maybe accept this uh, human, non human kind of combination of, kind of the act, idea of actant. But that makes sense. But what Ludlow at least he hasn't read it in any way that I have read, is that the observer tends to be human anyway we have different relations between each other and with table. So, And this is something uh, that seems to that, uh, somehow... Uh, um, bugs me that uh, this... Um, really the, the, the relationship between the observer and the... Uh, kind of the, the... thing that is being observed because it doesn't... Because that it's not problematized or open it up in any way, touched anywhere. It feels as if there would be still this subject-object distinction, where we would this observer is supposed to be somewhere hanging out there and kind of looking at these non-human actants uh, out there. Okay. I mean,
0: I I feel I'm slipping into the role of you know trying to defend Latour, <laughs> all the time. but. Uh, uh, so I mean, it's a, it's a very, very interesting and you know, important <laughs> point what, what you what you just raised, and I think I can tie that try to tie that to an answer to what you were because uh, I mean I just figured out something kind of recently about this, but I mean if you think that most of your actors are going to be human, because then, I'm a human. Uh, well, but I think that Latour would first of all advocate against that. It's saying you know don't determine the the nature. So, so forget about actors and even better to think in terms of action you know uh, or, or actants you know why we have the term actants so that to I guess get away partly from this idea that only humans are the actors but the, the bigger issue is this I think that what you don't want is to just get stuck to this anthropomorphic kind of approach that only humans can act but look at um, really this what he calls you know actor network That's a uh, Put it, it's, there's a whole system of interactions going on. Okay. So, an actor may not necessarily be, uh, an actor could be a huge combination of, uh, you, you know, maybe the manifestation looks like that, you know, Alexis said something in the presentation today, but actually what made him say that is that he just read something on his laptop and um, the supervisors mentioned something to him in the morning and that's linked into this Theoretical dispute between something, and so at that given moment, actually the shape of that actor acting, or you know, is actually a, a big, huge assembly of heterogeneous kind of assembly of a number of things, of ideas, of texts, of people, and not that they say in this chapter that some of these things activate kind of on a momentary basis. So in one moment you can feel very powerful and made a, defended. Heidegger, all the way, and all the Heideggerians in the world, and it's Heideggerian scholarship and whatever, you know, and uh, the next moment, um, how to put it, you can just be a PhD student and,
2: probably, you know, don't have a I, 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 I understand. understand that, but still I have the problem that you can talk about, you know, kind of talking about doing research, it's just how to go about doing research, and if uh Tables don't do research. It's anyway human putting the mar- marks on the kind of paper. Yeah. And kind of Latour has to accept this, because yeah. otherwise it wouldn't make sense to talk about science. He, he couldn't kind of use anyway. Science is a kind of theory, it's sort of kind of macro concept. You can't see science anywhere. Where is science? Why do you, put kind of, you see people talking? So he's himself using this kind of macro structure called the theory. Of science, because otherwise uh, he couldn't talk anything aloud, anything like this. And so, so what, uh, this is actually. Uh, if he comes here, maybe I have to ask this. Yeah, what uh, this, what uh, kind of this question yeah, from here. I agree, and it brings us back to this question
1: of methodology, also, because who decides at the end of the day which is the sense of the translation? In which sense
2: does the translation go? It's I love the idea that what he puts forward anyway that uh he's kind of referring to the idea of star like shape that, and and it comes actually i guess partly from uh, uh pragmatism that it doesn't so much uh actually I think you can have strictly really the you can have a list of actors in the beginning where you start, but what's kind of what really is the most important thing is that uh that's only a starting point. You start iterating and you see... You maybe end up in a completely different list of actors in the end. And and, those, and the actors come... Those things emerge as actors that kind of have influence on each other. So you start something and somewhere and then you start iterating kind of... Up to all directions and see what kind, what kind of shape the phenomena you are... The kind of the activity you are studying and kind of what kind of shape it takes. But you don't first... Draw, draw the boundaries around it, so the boundaries. Maybe there is no boundaries, or at least they stand in the not in the beginning, mm-hmm. but in the end. Well, just a, a point. I mean,
1: uh, um, I understand him quite well when he says that. Finally, at the end of the day, what we are doing is not finding explanations. If we apply exactly to us what he is saying, it's only, I mean, providing uh, descriptive accounts and the thicker they are the better it is and so if you will not uh, as a human observer relate think, connect things to other things what you and you just describe what you are saying and all what is around an actor and trying to if you will not yeah. import any kind of concept of course the only thing you can do is Describing yes.
0: what's going on, and I, I don't see uh, there being a, a problem. To be honest, I mean, I th- th- this issue of the, I mean, there is clearly there are two things. I mean, there is the actor networks. There's the there is heterogeneous uh, sort of world that you are observing. You know, of the actors actors You know, action being distributed and things happening and assembling a world or an institution or a group or whatever you study. You study a bank or microfinance or yeah. whatever. There's uh, it's just um, it's a world being part of performed and assembled on a daily basis in a certain way by certain actors. So the question is, who are these actors? What is the shape of them? And so one thing is that uh, a priori you cannot possibly know what the shape of the actors are or the assemblages. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a surprise, I think that what you want to do is to be able to kind of trace the, you know, how, how actually this phenomenon that I'm studying is being performed and, and, and I think that you know, he says don't jump to big conclusions that okay, the multinationals do this and the World Bank does that and so and yeah, so yeah, the you know.
1: concept of surprise in itself is a positivist concept because if you don't have expectations how could you be surprised? If you have expectations, then you have an original representation that you started from. I don't see in I don't that as uh, a
0: problem. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the world is being constructed on a daily basis, so I'm going to be surprised 10 minutes from now, you know, when I miss my train. I <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, funny. Yeah. the world is remade every moment and second. So, so I know what but, but, yeah,
2: Yes, but for some reason, maybe. In a quite similar way, every second and every minute yeah. and every hour. So, and now, kind of, uh, if we don't kind of, um, so something's kind of going to the end of kind of dwelling on only on the kind of how it's remade every second, kind of, we may end up kind of not seeing that it's made in a quite similar way. Regarding this, positive is common, but there actually kind of on page 170. Mm. Uh, he says uh, in the center, center, the second uh, paragraph towards the end of it. Here again, we have to be like good ants to be as moral, as literalist, as positivist. As word, positivist yeah. As possible. So, in that sense, uh, this, well, I think he wouldn't necessarily mind to be labeled as some mm-hmm. kind of positivist.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he appropriate or <laughs> the.
2: Necessarily take it as a criticism. Yeah, I mean the, this issue
0: still of the I, I don't think that it is a problem that there is an observer I mean the fact when we talk about the observer we're talking about the academic observer here we're talking about the researcher or the inquirer he does make that distinction he brings up and I think that the fact that you as the observer or the inquirer are using your cognitive faculties to write a PhD is not a proof of the Cartesian world, you know what well, I mean. It's, yeah, oh, it's I mean, not I mean, you can still study what actors and um, you know various uh, sort of figurations of the world, um, or use actor network theory, and you yourself be an observer. Uh, your status is special. Why? Because you are the one who's actually bringing it together. I mean, by the fact of putting it into an account, by the fact of going and trying to for the actors and try to find out what they're doing. You are putting it together. But, I think the main issue is, don't be fooled for a moment that it is all your agency, you know. I mean,
2: basically it is... I'm not saying that it's my individual agency, but it's
1: still a story of agency. Because if I will not sell the idea, if you will not find people who will appropriate the idea, and the community to which I can sell something, then there is no no idea. Well, then your project
0: fails, so he says that um, an account can fail or succeed, right? And he said that really, and then he said most of them fail. And and, I mean, I I, I started to interpret that as saying that basically, yes, there is thousands of PhDs, you know, in the world um, sort of being produced, Mm. probably even in this country, you know, hundreds or thousands every year, right? Are all of them writing incredibly amazing, interesting, exciting stuff. Who besides of that? Well, who? The, uh, the people who reference them. So, if you basically write a PhD and then after that, and, and, and by a vast majority of people who write a PhD in this country, their work does not get referenced. They're failed. They succeeded in getting a PhD from a third grade university from somewhere, Okay, but they don't manage to write a paper that gets published in a good enough journal. Maybe published in a crappy journal, and maybe one person references you. That
2: project failed. Um, but then you are only imposing from sort of external criteria for failure and success because the people person maybe never he wanted to get published. He needed these top three letters in front of his in his business card in order to get a good position in a company. So maybe the PhD had. That combination totally different, kind of uh, meaning. So, yeah. but it's yeah, the but account. So, about the yeah. account, whether the account is a success or a failure. Yeah. An account is successful. So,
0: um, I mean, yeah. I don't know, let's say Marx, um, what's his name? Uh, the capital right? Yeah. Huge success because it's been read by millions of yeah. people, it has changed the history and, you know, referenced um, all I over the place. Like Know, know, so, me, so, mean, so, a success in the actor network theory sense, obviously, that it's being... Like, no, I, I totally disagree you now. because, I, wait, I just just reality, because <laughs> the account, if,
2: if it fails, it kind of, you are imposing external criteria here. But because if it gives me those three letters, and because of that I become, uh, I, I end up in a kind of a head of big company. Yeah. And then that can make actually huge difference, but in a totally different way. So actually, uh, uh, in, uh, in if you need to
0: judge the yeah. quality of your account, but I mean, I AMT, mean, I mean, or, or here we're talking about how good your PhD is. I mean, the fact that yeah, yeah. you became a CEO is kind of, you know. But then you are
2: imposing and external criteria. Uh, yeah, but the criteria. process is, never
1: external, 100%. What is external? It's never external, exactly. Because here, and I agree with Latour when he says that uh, for something to be a success, then it has to be publicly voted. If you have the majority, then it's success. If you don't, well, then wait, wait, uh, mean,
0: it's success if it becomes an actor. It, so it becomes a, an actor if it put me, puts
1: me in a good position in a company. It's just a different kind of actor. It becomes an actor
0: when well, people okay,
2: say I mean,
1: that he's an actor.
2: I
0: mean, sure, <laughs> sure, if I'm, you know, but I'm not sure if that's a uh, judgment on the quality of the account. I mean, you may have got that job for completely you know different reasons. I mean, if it was just the three letters after your name, I mean, then, I mean, maybe it's not the right kind of debate that we are having in the sense that what Latour is talking about is how do you judge the quality of a good at account. So if yeah. that was, you know, maybe that was not an actual network theory. I mean, of course you can get a good PhD if you, I don't, know, I don't know, kiss your supervisor's ass and, you know, uh, write exactly what he says and say he's great. and. Publish, you know, I'm just in, a, in the vein of a group of scholars who would then put the stamp of approval saying, okay, you are one of us. But that's not necessarily a good ANT account. It might be a good account for you to get a job and make lots of friends. But, you know...
1: Yeah, I mean... I,
0: I mean, how relevant... I mean, that piece of work does not change the world of... You know, it does not change history, so to speak. And yeah. I think when he talks about a good account, it's a good account like... Uh, you know, the fact that we're sitting around reading his book. I mean, his book's got some agency... He seems to yeah, have captured something so. here. He seems to have captured some, uh, his, some, some... Some mediators that make us sit in the room, week after week, you know. <laughs> we could be doing better things.
1: Yeah, and, of course. And uh, we're talking about it, you This know. is a bit of very important point, because it, it brings us back to this philosophy of relations. The whole notion of relations is based on that. If the thing has the potential of becoming, then it has, I mean... Uh, um, then it exists or I mean does its existence only uh, constrain it in uh, the quantity and the importance of the ties he can succeed to, to link so uh, I mean in this sense I mean uh, good quality research is a research that succeeds to uh, tie to it a lot of uh, actors or, or uh, other interrelated things. So, I mean, I, I think that to understand this, we have to understand what he means by philosophy of relations. What's the... Is, is the thing has an essence or it's only existence existence, only because it can have a potential of being related to other things?
0: Well, I mean, my, my sort of just to come back on that I mean my criticism of or what I was lacking here or what I missed what I was hoping that there was more of it is actually a more concrete discussion of what translation is and how it happens I mean and, and I mean that's why I kind of appreciated Harman's manuscript because he actually picks picks up the issue of uh, you know translation and how one entity affects another entity and what happens you know so mm-hmm. that's what we're, where I'm um, what I miss a lot because this whole thing is supposed to be the sociology of translation. Mm-hmm. Right? So if what we do as actor network theory is translation I just wish that there was more actually um, you know some, some <laughs> closer tackling of that issue because um, although I guess we still have a few more chapters to, to, to read So, but but, but he's, he's trying and, and I think he's Sort of beating around the bush, um, you know. Um,
1: yeah, I mean. I mean, I I mean uh, well,
0: well, maybe one concrete thing that maybe, I mean, one thing that intrigued me when he says that the world is kind of circulating, you know, or or, or the world is made of these tubes of you know whatever circulating stuff. What circulates? On page one eighty four, he says traces circulate. Yeah, of course. Right. um, so, So that's kind of a good system there. I mean, I read that sentence. It starts on 183. The problem is that social scientists use scale as one of the many variables they need to set up before doing the study, whereas scale is what actors achieve by scaling, spacing, and contextualizing each other through the transportation in some specific vehicles of some specific traces mean, well, this seems to be sort of the essence, of so back to network theory, that there's a transportation, there are some vehicles that are specific, it's not some general stuff, it's something specific, and it carries a specific trace. And then he gives a footnote, right? Because by here I'm like saying, so okay, so what is the trace? It says, those traces are specified in the third move. So I'm not going to talk about it right now. I'm going to talk about it later. It says, once more, patience is requested here. Okay, but of course I couldn't be patient, so I went into the, the next, the third move. And what is he talking about? What are traces? He says, traces are forms. And that's what you get when you, well, when you get a translation. And then he goes on to say, therefore it is information. So, an instance of uh, an event assumes a shape, a form, it gets articulated, becomes information, it's valuable for us because it is information, and then it says it performs or formats reality or the world. And, and it seems some kind of a relation as well. Yeah, I think so. So, 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 it's a theory of information. You um, are uh information guru. <laughs> yeah, of, but I, I mean, I, I thought that was obviously it's very interesting in this, this context. Point, this point, okay.
1: also he referenced uh, Thévenot, the French guy, uh, the, uh, yeah, here, Laurent Thévenot, which wrote to follow the moral complexity of an equipment humanity. He, he referenced this uh, uh, article, and uh, actually, the concept of form and what's the form is uh, discussed and developed in this article, and I think that there is kind of, I mean, is referencing to this uh, understanding of form. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, c- clearly, this is something highly metaphysical here, but also yeah. highly concrete. I mean, he's talking about specific stuff. So, so it seems that when you talk about beings it's things that exist, right? They exist by assuming some forms. And those forms are the result of a translation. So they have been uh, transported, gathered, whatever, I mean so anything. Let's look at this thing. Okay, so this has a form, this cup, this has got here somehow, it's been... Trend, number of translations involved. There is some um, paper. somebody designed this. There's decorations. of plastic top, um, and then it's uh, you know I bought it in Garrix. Yeah. It's, uh, so would
1: you say that the cup translates something?
0: Um, it can, if it if it's uh, if it insp- if, it, if it I mean because I'm talking about it right now, so it has turned into a mediator. <laughs> for us at the moment, because you are using it as an example, you know. But I mean, I guess if, if it becomes an actor that it makes you to act, then it becomes interesting for the account that you are writing.
1: Yeah, I and here I do think that you are the one who decided right now that it is yeah. an mediator, and that I shocked my supervisor when I wrote this software translates and it didn't even finish the sentence. How things do translate, she asked me. How could they translate anything?
0: But I mean, it's a valid, it's a valid question because it's a metaphysical point. So you have to be... If, if you bring up the issue of translation and that's your theory of truth, or that's your theory of action, or that's your ontology, you know, basically, you really have to be able to explain it. Otherwise, I mean, the traditional correspondence theory of truth is that, you know, here is something goes through this it corresponds, it is true, is the default option and people expect you to operate within that. Yeah, so So, what you have
1: to explain uh, is the logic uh, of all these relations and connections that you are talking about right now. Why did you think about Garek? Why did you think about... The uh, the the question question is how did this this cup of
0: coffee, uh, how how did this cup came to be? How did you
1: think that this cup Came to being no, but
0: this cup exists. I'm holding it right now. It came to being right? Yeah, but all these been.
1: connections you talked about now yes. are your original and creative labor. What I'm trying to say that you saw these connections in this shape and this form. You are the one who drove the network, actually. And you put the, the cup in one of the others of the ties in this network and you presented it. Well, I like like uh,
0: look, I mean, but I did not have an agency in bringing this cup to existence, and this is just somebody served me, you know, and they could have given me something else, but they didn't give me this, this cup.
2: There is a whole. Th- so if, I whole. if I understand correctly, you're still kind of the, so. going back to the question of perspective, to mm-hmm. me it seems still to be a different thing to be kind of to describe uh, how uh, 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 these things mediate. And be the one the node in the network that describes kind of the mediation. Mm. So uh yeah, I guess, I, yes, yeah. so, so this is this is the question that is not really uh yeah, problem I hope your here. point, Peter, because yeah, because my question was is
1: there like a big brother or anyone who is just moving the strings of the puppets, the puppets, or is it what you are saying that it's the labor of the network the kind of relations coming from uh, all over the places and, and bringing the object in the states that it is now
0: yeah well uh, I mean the thing is first of all why are you interested in your research project you know I mean why are you interested in anything and it doesn't go back to the etymology of esse. you are between beings or among beings you are when you are interested in something It's because your being has been grabbed by these other other beings and you are in between, you know. Mm. So you are interested in something because it has to do with being um, between things. Okay, and if I was writing uh, my PhD about, you know, the, I don't know, the... uh, let's say even global warming or, I don't know, late capitalism or something like that, you know, I could easily go and choose my object of study, the coffee shops, you know, that spring up around the UK in the last few years. I mean, there's, in the last five, there, there didn't used to be a cafe Nero and Costa and whatever around. The fact that they're selling all this stuff in paper cards, before that the British used to just drink some, you know, filtered coffee and that's it. Even that's a new thing that we actually you know, in this country drink mm-hmm. good stuff, good coffee, where is that coffee coming from? And there's all kinds of political and um, issues about, uh, about the nature and shape of capitalism and globalization and consumption patterns and all that stuff. So now if I decide to study that, I mean, I can pick that as my sort of actor and go and try to describe those, you know, but these relations do exist. It's just I, as the observer or the inquirer, and I wanted to go I and them, yeah. study that, and then that would probably I could, it could lead me to, uh, you know, well, the paper cup industry. You know, wh- wh- why is it paper? Why is it not plastic? Why is it not glass? What are the? What's the meaning of all of that? You know, and you end up kind of describing a shape, which is what our current social is the shape of our, the way we live. Yeah, it seems logic then, because
1: then you can understand why Latour, I mean, uh, claims that he's a realist. Otherwise, it would be kind of relativism very, yeah.
0: He says uh, well, I'm not sure he says that, but I mean, he does say that he's a constructivist and he's a realist. So, he's a constructivist realist. Meaning that reality is
1: well that you you as the
0: inquirer go around constructing reality as well in the sense that you participate in the whole whole thing. I mean if if I now go and study this and discover that I don't know all these terrible things are going on, actually that study in itself can change the shape of how we drink our coffee, you know, I mean, if I do a fantastic great job, you know, with my PhD, but why is it that now people are switching to like, you know, sustainable coffee and fair trade coffee and all that, and suddenly we are caring about the coffee growers back in Colombia and wherever, you know, I mean, where did that come from? Go back, you know, rewind five years or nobody gave a hoot where the coffee came from, you know, suddenly we care, where does that come from? You Know so I'm um, I, 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 uh, so anyway, I mean, but that the, 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 the assemblage that produces this is, I think, what's interesting. You know, that that shape is not immediately obvious, the shape of the particular, you know, uh, assemblage of various types of actors that sort of produces this and it's usually political it's political because all of this stuff can I'm going to throw this away and it creates a huge problem yeah. you know, so. I mean
1: what I find interesting is that the assemblage is pre-existing as if you are saying that the assemblage is out there but at the same time the assemblage is in the making because you are participant and you are active and while you are observing it or trying to make sense of it you are changing it at the same time so if you look from outside, and you can never look from outside, so you can see the thing out of you, but at the same time, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I can't.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, um, and, and, and the issue that I mean, you, you, you pointed out earlier that you know, well, can we use other theories and other tools and other things? I think that you can use anything you want. I mean, each of them are a tool. So I mean, as long as you. Use something to use one tool to study something else. I mean, we use loads of tools already, you know. And as long as you, as long as one doesn't think that, you know. So I mean, even even Latour's whole book. I mean, you see that it's a compilation of he borrows from yeah. all kinds of different types of literature and works from baboons and I don't know. You name it, yeah. You know. Yeah, but if it, I
1: follow Latour faithfully, I mean, I know that my study is uh, what he would qualify poor research because I have all these concepts in mind like institutionalization and identity and I'm I'm in a way or another looking how I can fit because if I don't want I mean how to make sense of what is happening in the sense of institutionalization
0: I don't see that as a problem I mean in a way that's I think Action Network here is interested in how but institutions come about and how do institutions uh, exist and carry on existing and how how does I, I mean it is all about identity i mean identity is constructed and performed but we want to know how yeah you know and that's what we don't really know we we and if you take an identity for granted then you have committed an error because identity is performed and mediated Yeah,
1: constantly. but I'm also taking this macro actor, called identity, and trying to squeeze, I mean, micro dynamics and interactions within the boundary. But you don't need to worry
0: different. about it at oh, all. I mean, that should emerge at the end of your study, not at the beginning. At the beginning yes, you might I'm have sure. some, you might have some inkling that, okay, I think something, I mean, if you are studying, you know, that. Uh, some sort of associations that you've got some big huge macro actors or some big big institutional actors, but that's fine. But, you know, as Latour says, at one point one human being can be stronger than the IMF, you know, in a particular moment. It's all a question of what sort of a heterogeneous assembly you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. And then you do have these small people sometimes, you know, Challenging these huge corporations and governments and can bring them down, you know, because at that moment you're not just obviously
2: one little you, but you happen to align yourself with yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. the well, right kind of it's power. It's, somehow, yeah, I agree with this. But somehow, the the um, lesson of uh, acting like we said, it's good, good tool because it's tool also to kind of sensitize yourself to all these nuances. But on the other hand, let lesson is to somewhat trivial. Because that's what they say, precisely. in all of these uh, uh, these uh, upgrade meetings that people draw these all these frameworks and kind of. Thing. Yeah. What they say always is that don't think that the world is like your fra- the, the yeah. world is your framework, but you have to kind of. That may help you to see some aspects of the world, and kind of they constantly point to the fact that these frameworks and concepts are tools to look at the world, and seeing kind of, you, you can't you won't get very far from the paper cup. Unless you have the concept of capitalism, kind of what you start looking at, you don't get any anywhere, kind of, without having some preconception. That's what the actors do. Sure. But I think the, it's a good lesson to see, kind of, the good lesson, very good lesson, at least for me, has been really that it is that it's, kind of, it's a mistake to think that the world would be like.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But, but in terms, terms of politics, and you, you know know world. the world. Yeah. But I mean, you can go out
0: into the street and start demonstrating, saying, "Oh, you know, I mean, as every May." First in you know London used to be people go out and smash a McDonald's and go and demonstrate and now capitalism you know boo and then you go back to your work and everything goes on or you actually go and start tracing the networks and realize ah okay if I actually get to people if I tell people where this coffee comes from and you know I trace actually and make the, some of the networks visible then actually I can I can actually. You know, fight the system, so to speak, or make a change. You know, or change the world. And um, funnily, you know, that sort of ac- action seems to be more successful than just going out and demonstrating against um, an abstract idea of capitalism. Yeah. But but but, I mean, the, but the thing is, you I guess one needs to know or draw out how this thing called capitalism actually works. So. Yeah. Actually,
1: I think we are right now performing actor network in the way capitalism may be performed through all these uh, I mean institutions in the private market. I don't know. We're discussing it and I it's just that we are giving form to all these actor network or Laturian ideas because otherwise it stays abstract also concepts.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean but, but, but I, mean, I mean, we haven't got, gotten to the end yet, but he seems to, you know, make this point that this is eventually politics. I mean, at the end, this is a political... You are engaging in politics. I mean, if you're if if, if, if you're not, then... Well... You know, to be relevant, because you want to do something that has some political relevance as well, as opposed to the traditional idea of an academic sitting mm. in a... Ivory Tower and you know, not, uh, and, and 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 their they not having much consequence for the world. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, guys. Well, I need to go and run and catch my okay. train. Right. So.
1: what time is it now?
0: Uh, ten past seven. Wow. Yeah. So thanks very much for uh, the lively discussion. Yeah. And the great <laughs> questions. We've got one more to go. So let's. <laughs> We can make it all the way through, to the end. For this type of naïve push. Oh, they're a good question.